Maureen. Jen. You're giddy. I'm giddy because we're becoming organised. I know. This is four for four. <laughs> four for four. Four for four in a row. Uh, it's like we're doing a podcast. Yes, yeah, so in a really professional way. In, well, it's not actually more in, in no way is this professional. One, we still haven't bought a microphone, so the sound quality is appalling. Two, I still don't know how to edit using GarageBand, so the editing is appalling. Uh, three, that, we can't really remember what we're talking about. Three, I don't Sometimes listen. Three, I don't even listen when you are talking. Yeah, let me repeat what I've just, just said. Repeat back what you've said to you. But other than that, I, I think, think we're it, nailing it. Yeah, I don't think anyone's noticed. No, me. I think actually, I think if you have listened this far, you've accustomed yourself. Your ear has become accustomed to the ramshackled nonsense that this podcast. Oh, you know, provides. we could pretend to be. We could be just really good. You know, when you're really good, then you pretend to be bad at something because you're really good at something. Oh, like uh, when Les Dawson used to play the piano yes. really badly, but that's yes. only because he could play it really well. Yeah. No. no. Okay. I don't think that applies here. <laughs> <laughs> I, try. I mean, we could. Well, I mean, you know, we could do a really good podcast and make it all like jazzy, oh, you know, but we've but chosen we... not to. <laughs> We've chosen <laughs> Tommy Cooper to be a bit just like that, yeah. to be a bit different. We just want to be different uh, and have something, and and I think that difference is is, is reflected in the audience numbers, Maury. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, this podcast, uh, the, amount, the amount of production value that goes into it, is reflected by how many people that actually listen. But we love you all that do. But anyway, in fact, we could actually list you eat all of you, but we won't. But thank you for bothering. <laughs> Here we are. At the Hail Mary. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you just rewatched them, haven't you? I've literally had to rewatch it. I've, I watched it not that long ago, about two or three weeks ago, and then I thought, we got, we're doing this. I've forgotten it. So I rewatched it today and that. my homework, and Maureen said to me, so what do you remember about this one? I was like, don't know. I don't know. Just I literally watched it today. I remember, okay, so this one is quite bloody. Not bloody, really? but sort of Somebody violent. Die. Some Va- die. No, no, no. Bloody is the wrong word. Sorry. I mean, it's quite brutal. It's, depre- it's depressing. And depressing. And there's quite a lot of violence in it. Um, basically, they've just arrived. They're right, they've kind of arrived outside Culloden, near Dromossi Moor, where Culloden is being fought. And so uh, they kind of know that the number's up and they're, and they're very desperate. Claire's about to give up. Jamie, of course, isn't ready to give up. Yes. Yeah, so even though they know that Culloden happens in two days or, or a day or something like that, and it doesn't look like they're going to be able to change the future. Uh, which the future. Wanted. Jamie's like, no, there's still still hope. I'm going to persuade Charles, which I mean, you know, I think wishful thinking. He's trying to persuade Charles. So um, they, yeah, because they've got to Culloden. Let's back up a bit because they've got to Culloden, and all the men are knackered, carried, and hungry, starving. and uh, just not fit for purpose. And they've been retreating for the last five months, so they're very bedraggled, very bedraggled army. They're just not really fit for purpose. And Jamie is trying to persuade Charles to kind of run and, and fight another oh, day, wait God. for the French gold. And Charles, what an absolute knobhead. knobhead. This is the problem when you believe that you're a divine, got a divine you, right to be king. You kind of think God's on your side. Yeah, it's that kind of like almost that delusion to that extent where you think, what? I mean, I'm, I'm jumping forward massively here, but there's a bit where he suggests to. Oh no, that might not be in this episode. I think that might be in the next. episode. No, it might be because he does. He, he suggests he talks, he talks about himself in messianic terms. Yeah, so he talks where about he goes on about doubting Thomas. Isn't this, yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, it could be well, in the next episode. But I think yeah, that is in the next episode. episode. Yeah, but, yeah. Anyway. but it's the same thing. He's, it's he, he it's all going to appear in this episode of Droughtlander. <laughs> so look, we'll jump from both. But that, when I with that bit in the in Outlander, I was like. 
this actually kind of makes me kind of angry. Well, I mean, they did believe that. They did believe they would... But I, everyone it, believed it. Yeah, they would, had a divine right to be on the throne and... And therefore God was on their side. side which is always handy when God's on your side, isn't oh, it? Oh, isn't it? Does, it really I mean, people is. still do that today, don't they? Well, let's that? not go into well, that Let's one, not go into that one. That's okay. a wormhole. We'll never escape. <laughs> And so, then um, uh, Claire goes off to get some uh, provisions. So she goes off to get provisions. And, and who does, who she, does bump she bump into? into? Maureen! It's Mary Hawkins. Mary Hawkins trying to get a bit of laudanum, which when I saw that, we, I immediately thought, <laughs> someone's got an addiction. No, I didn't. I thought, who's she buying that for? And it turns out it's Alex Randall. Who? They're together. And she, you know what? She's a bit arsy with Claire at first because she's found out that Claire tried to... Yeah, know. but rightfully so. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm mean, on Mary's side. Do you know, if I was Mary, I'd have been like, hey... Uh, We'd probably headbutted Here's it. the finger. <laughs> and I'd have done that thing where you roll it up like that. And it's very slowly until it appears. You can't see this. This is a podcast. <laughs> what I'm pretending to do is, is winch my middle finger up. Anyway, it's funny when you see it. <laughs> If you're, 11, <laughs> if you're 11, if you're an 11-year-old child, it's hilarious. But we find out that Alex Randall is very ill and Claire being... Well, we know that Claire. he was, but we knew he was ill before, but, but now he's he's now, um, he's now bed-bound and Mary's in denial as to how ill he is. And then she asks Claire, if, you know, if you, Claire, Claire offers to pop in, so Claire pops in. Of course she, she does. She realises how bad it is and uh, she's about to help him. When who should arrive? Who should arrive, Jen? Oh, who God, but who, who? Blackjack. No? Yeah, Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Blackjack yeah. Randall. And, she, and weirdly, Claire's not that happy to see him. And it's just bizarre. I mean, lighten up, Claire. <laughs> Give a guy a chance. <laughs> so he's a psychopath that raped your husband. And tortured him. And tortured him. Lighten up, love. Uh, so anyway. anyway, Claire makes a hasty retreat, understandably. He follows her. And then he goes, can you look after... He's got a cheek, isn't it? Can you look after my brother? And she's like... And this is where Claire's completely different now. She goes, yeah, I will look after your brother, but you've got to tell me where the British Army is first. Yeah, and then he goes, oh, yeah, you've changed. She goes like, yeah. You've huh? changed, but I like it. <laughs> hey, you wench. He um, doesn't quite say that. No, he doesn't. But he <laughs> that, that sort of infers that. Uh, she agrees to he, help. Yeah, and he, and he agrees to give her the information, information about where the British Army is. Yep, which she then uh, relays over to Jamie. Who's obviously... Because also he knows deep down that it doesn't matter if they know, because then no one's going to beat the English Army. But also he just wants his brother. Um, and he does so. want his... We see a different side to Jack Randall where we see that there is one person that he loves and that's his brother. And when Joe, of course, Jamie, funny enough, isn't that happy when he finds out that Blackjack's back on the scene. Uh, he's quite angry, but he doesn't like the information. So he goes, let's, let's check it out, because obviously that's going to be useful to them. They know where the Brits are. Yeah, so he goes back and tells Dougal about this information. Uh, Dougal's come back from somewhere. Where's Dougal been? Oh, What's Dougal been doing? Dougal's, Dougal's been scouting for the Brits. And he confirms that they're near Nairn. So he's been scouting for the Brits. It feels like he hasn't been doing anything. He's come back with information that everybody's already got. But anyway... So Jamie tells Dougal about it. Dougal's like, can we trust him? He's like, no, but it does yeah, match up with the information that we already have. Anyway, we're going into more detail than we need to. Um, um, and then going back to the Claire and thing, Claire goes back and looks after the brother. Jamie's not happy about that, obviously. And then the brother says, Look. She just knows so much about what to do, like blowing. <laughs> I know, I'm just going to go back to this. I go, I witter on about this every time. But... He's got, what's he got? Like, so not emphysema, but... I think it's... Yeah, it could be... A, or consumption or something consumption. like that. consumption. Anyway, the poor bloke can't breathe. He's coughing up blood. And just, you know, what does Claire know about consumption? Well... Everything. Everything. And not only does she know what it means to help a man in modern <laughs> terms, 
but she knows if you blow a particular kind of smoke in his mouth. I mean, honestly, she's there is nothing that that woman we, doesn't know. We need Claire at the NHS. I mean, yeah, if the NHS goes down, bring back Claire um, Beecham. She could treat everybody. Her name, Claire Beach, and that's amazing. Well, she's got quite a few names. Claire Randall. Claire Randall. She's Claire Fraser Claire at this Fraser. point. Anyway, what? But anyway, and then um, while she's saving, uh, well, she's kind of relieving Alex, um, he says, I want Black Jack Randall, he wants his brother to marry Mary because she's pregnant. So he obviously wasn't that ill. He's managed no, to. No, he's managed to whop one in there. Yeah. And Black Jack isn't very happy about he it. He doesn't want to marry uh, Mary. Can I just say, Mary has a worse love life than me. I mean, she was meant to marry a warty French guy, then some other guy. Um, and then she gets she gets black Jack Randall. I mean, yeah. And in between that, she's raped. I know. I mean, mm. poor woman. But she does get Alex, who's a lovely chap. Yeah, but even if he is like ill, ill and dying and dying. So anyway, Black Jack isn't uh, isn't keen, and for some because um, he doesn't want to get tied down with a wife when he can go around being a sort of psychotic, sadistic, murderer. sadistic murdering sex pest. But um, um, and also Mary isn't the type of woman. I mean, that wouldn't be the type of woman that yeah, but Black I mean, Jack would, would no, go for. No, but I mean, you know, what's the problem? Have a wife, ignore and abuse her, which she probably would, and then do whatever. All the so anyway, Claire, things you want to I do. think because she realizes that if Mary is left pregnant and uh, you know without her husband, she'll be life of destitute. Um, so he, she tries to persuade Black Jack to marry. Black Jack isn't happy about it, and then he's really cruel again because he. He taunts her with how he tortured Jamie and how he's they drunk. made love to each other. Yeah, he's drunk. He's drunk and he says something about how he can't believe how good people suffer and what kind of world is it that we live where good people suffer and which is rich people coming from him. I get away with that. And then he talks about how he basically taunts her with saying how he knows what Do you know what Jamie did he ever tell you what I did? Yeah, and I know how, what and noise Jamie said, makes when he comes, basically, is what he says. And or it, when he's at his not even when he comes, when so he can't go any further. Oh, he's when at he's his last. At his last. Something like that. In terms of And, um, of course, she's very upset, understandably. Yeah, she keeps it together, though, doesn't she? No, but you can see there's tears in her eyes. No, there's tears in her eyes, but I would probably uh, just find the nearest thing and slam it into his face. I mean, like, she does keep it together. I always have a go at... Claire for being really like impulsive and but not nearly as impulsive as I mean I honestly if, if a bloke wolf whistles me when I walk down the street I will find the nearest rock and throw it at his head <laughs> I'm just saying she's not the only impulsive one <laughs> well, can anyway we, can we also say we see the other side of Murta because Murta offers to marry Mary which is very sweet no but Murta's it's not really another side of him, is it? It's that bit of him that's like, I, I'll do the right thing, yeah, even though I, I find her, she's not attractive, she's not the kind of woman I'd go with, and this is going to make me miserable. I mean, he, <laughs> he doesn't do it in the way where he'd go, I will marry her for it's the right thing to do. He's like, I will marry her, but just know th this is going to make me very unhappy. <laughs> he doesn't say it quite but like it that. But he kind of does, and Claire goes, well, you know, you're as it turns help. out, you're, you're not, not, you're not my ideal match. <laughs> As you're about to be murdered <laughs> in a field, but thanks for the offer. Can I just say one of the, I thought one of the big hits of this season is murder. I think because he played a, he plays a bigger role in the TV series than he does in the book, actually. Yeah, and I just think he's. Great. I think they may have just extended Murta's life just for you, Maureen, <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think this episode goes by where you don't go. I'm going to miss Murta. I hope Murta's in this episode. Can I, not, can I say... When is only... Murta coming back? I don't think Jamie's really the man for you. I think it's Murta. Oh, no, Jamie's Murta. the man. M Jamie's the man for me. Okay, well, it's... 
So there's two. Uh, so there's two. So basically, they get married, don't they? They get married. Uh, neither nobody seems very happy about it. Um, and, oh God! Is this the? Oh no, this isn't the bit. Yeah, and then the, and then Alex dies, isn't he? Alex. Alex dies, and then his grieving brother. As happens often when in grief, we behave in irrational ways, which is normal. Uh, Jack Randall takes that irrational behaviour to <laughs> quite, quite an extreme place where when his brother dies, he pummels his brother's face in grief. So it's like... Yeah. You, I, I think that was an idea by Tobias, the actor. I don't think that was in the script. I think that was his own idea. Well, I think Tobias has brought a lot to this character. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> you wouldn't want to date Tobias. <laughs> I, think, I think he plays... A bit too well. I think he captures the darkness a little too well. <laughs> No, but he's public brilliant. schools for you. I'm sure he oh, yeah, looks no, like he went to public schools. I mean, what, what would we know about public? I mean, we're not suggesting that people that uh, go to public school are psychopaths. We just are suggesting that they 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 are. That's what we're suggesting. They are. But he, he <laughs> I mean, just look at the House of Commons <laughs> from one uh, panel. Yeah, from one <laughs> gothic environment to another anyway so um so he pummels and then oh, oh we forgot to mention Colm arrives Colm has arrived so Colm has arrived looking absolutely no, dreadful not he's on death's door and he's in a lot of pain and he basically asks um, and he's there to tie up some loose ends and also you're gonna love this he's asking claire for something to kill to kill him in a nice Which peaceful is way. ironic <laughs> in a nice peaceful way and weirdly Claire has got exactly the right oh it's weird how she does yellow I jasmine know exactly the yellow jasmine which it's not only a, a as 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 potent as cyanide but there's no pain <laughs> i mean is this something that t- is this something that they taught her pre-war before she went out to the just in case to, you go back 200 years just in case you go back 200 years just ca- make sure you keep hold of all this information uh, and a bottle of yellow jasmine. I mean, it's not like she's got Google where she can go, hang on, I'll have a little cheeky look on this. There's, there's no internet there. <laughs> so anyway, um, but Colm's also trying, and then, this is to make it more political, uh, Colm is dying and he says, he, obviously, Hamish, he wants Hamish to be the next chief, not Dougal, which obviously pisses off Dougal a bit. But not that, only that, that. Just to make it even worse, he wants, well, from, from Dougal's point of view. Because Hamish is still a child. And Dougal is actually Hamish's father. He... Uh, he says to Jamie, I want you to be the guardian, basically giving Jamie in charge of but, the time. I mean, but of course, oh, yes, I know. Dougal is a so complete numbnut. Yes, but Dougal doesn't and know that. every single time Dougal approaches anything, it's... It's bad. It's an absolute disaster. So, yeah, but, Jamie, but, but to his credit, Jamie says... Um, well, not to, to, well, not to James' credit, but to Colm's, but Jamie does say, listen, I'm going to be fighting... I don't think I'm the right guy for the job. I think you should give it to Dougal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Colin does say to Dougal, well, you can... Uh, um, if you say you won't take the up the Mackenzie's to yeah, war. Yeah, but, no, but basically he says to Jamie, I know that you will make that you won't do anything to... Uh, reckless. Put, to reckless to put your men in danger. That you will put your men first before yourself. Mm. And he says to Dougal, if you can honestly say the same thing, then I will give that, that guardianship to you. And Dougal can't, he storms out. Because he's a penis, Maureen. An utter bell end. And then there's also the second death scene between brothers is between Colm and Dougal, where Dougal Oh Maureen, let's I, talk about this. Yes, but, well Jen's got let's to say. Talk about Dougal. Now Dougal kind of reveals up. a lot about himself and his feelings for his brother. Yeah, but not just that, about you know, like 
how Dougal has managed to make everything that's happened to anyone about, about him. <laughs> when I saw you, you came off a horse, you were paralysed, or then you got worse. Destroyed my life. Oh, it ruined my life. I was like, grow up, you... I mean, that might be something you think when you're like nine and then you get to be an adult and go, my brother <laughs> wasn't an accident as a child. He's not. He's, He's not in a lot God. of pain. He's not God. He's in a lot of pain. Hasn't he done well? But no. no, no that the disease made me realise that and, and uh, that no. from that moment on I hated you. No matter what a column commit suicide during the conversation. I mean, I had to top myself halfway through that <laughs> thing. I'd be like... Thank God Claire's got this. I mean, who wouldn't swig who wouldn't swig some poison through that flipping diatribe of absolute self-indulgent crap? But anyway. How's the job going at the Samaritans? Yeah. I'm all, I'm a great listener. Well, better than bloody Dougal. Jesus. We've got to mention though, which is also um, is that Gellis's baby was born. Like Dougal so Oh! We forgot to mention that. It's Colin. Does that come back later? Yes, Colin. Yes, Colin. Tell yeah. In the next episode, which you watched, because his descendants are, is Roger Wakefield. Oh yes, I know. But but I wondered if we would see him. But no, it's just that it's just that continuation to to but, the. But what, what the weird thing is, they go. Oh, you know, Gellis wasn't burnt. They waited for the baby, and I thought that's a bit interesting, given that she was right by the stake when we last saw her, and the people were like going mental. Do you know what I mean? That she got you sort of carried off to the stake, and then they go, "Oh, actually, she didn't die. They let her have the baby. They let her have the baby first. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. In fact, in the old days, they did. If you if you were pregnant, they would wait till the baby was born, and then well, maybe you. they got her to the stake and went, "Hang on, she's pregnant." Then, went, put the flames out, guys. Everyone, go home. See you in four months. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, we're amusing ourselves, which is something. Um. Yeah, so that bit with Dougal, uh, and I think that it's interesting that that bit with Dougal, I wonder if that's also a way to set up what happens later. Yes, I think it might be. Because once I'd finished watching that bit, I was like, God, when is this guy going? And then you watch well, the next anyway. episode. Anyway, Maureen, any hoo-hoo. So what happens next? Um, all right, so basically this is when it shows you how important it is for history, because Jamie hits on a plan to march them to Nairn, and if... Claire had known they did this march and it was a really bad mistake, but obviously Claire doesn't know about this. This is why you should learn history at school. Make the same mistake. So they go they go on this march to Nairn to try and attack the British like they did in Preston Pans. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately... <laughs> no surprises. <laughs> Bonnie Prince Charlie and the, the idiot Irish guy, uh, O'Sullivan, that's who they should have assassinated. He was a twat. Um, he doesn't turn up. And so basically the whole, whole march... It was it's all nothing. Much, nothing. And they've got to march all the way back. And they've got to march all the way back again. And then fight a battle. And, and they're starving and tired already. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the end, and it's like... Uh, but, the, I mean, to be fair, even if they hadn't done that, and they still would, they, yeah, they still would have been a massacre. And then Murta's going, it's Culloden, and James like, Culloden. So we know it's, it's not looking good. But don't worry, everybody. Listen, don't worry. Because young Claire has another plan. But that's in the next episode. Oh, is it? Oh, right, okay. <laughs> it finishes. That's, that's how it finishes. Oh, that's how it finishes? Yes, they, they're right. going off. And now we're on the finale. Okay, so what we could do is do another episode, but we have decided that this is going to be... Oh, it's going to be long, because it's 20 minutes. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, guys. This might be 40 minutes long. We'd always divide it up afterwards, couldn't we? No, when you say we, who's we? Oh, yeah, it's you. Yeah, that's not happening. Can I just say, it wasn't how I expected the finale, because I thought that it would be about Culloden, and actually it's in the run-up to Culloden, so you don't actually get to see the battle. 
But we do in flashbacks later, don't we? In the next season. Oh, is that season three? Yeah. It's all melding into one. <laughs> but anyway, so that, that, what I mean by, that was quite, that was quite a brutal episode. What else happens in that episode that I was like, oh, this is a bit brutal. Is it, was it just? Yeah, it was Dougal, Callum and, and uh, what's his name? Alex dies. Oh yeah. Three people die quite, in a quite a horrible way. Okay. Um, moving swiftly to the final episode of season two. The reason why, another reason why we're, I don't really need to tell you this, but. If we don't stick these together, I mean, it's going to take too long. <laughs> I mean, we just this is taking too long already. We've got to get to season three before season three bloody ends. Do you know what's going to happen? We'll just cover season three in the final episode, <laughs> and everyone will be like, well, "No one cares anymore, love." We've actually watched the whole thing. But anyway, moving on. So it opens in nineteen six. Is it nineteen sixty eight? Nineteen sixty eight. And we know that. I like the way they introduced 1968 with the, the Avengers. Avengers. Brilliant. It might not be 1968, but it's definitely the 60s. <laughs> no, it's 68. It's 68. It's 68. Okay. And Richard Rankin, can I say, he does a very good job at playing an academic. He makes him quite sexy. He's very sexy in this. Even though he's quite uh, an academic. You he, know, he's quite diffident. He? And he's not, he's a complete opposite of Jamie's. And he's very diffident, very yes. bookish. But he is quite, he's he very is. sexy. He's yes. And yes. he brings a lot of humour. I think he brings a lot of humour to the role as well. Does he? Yeah, I okay. think so. Um... Is he sexy? Yeah, he is. Is, is he? Yeah. Is I he? know you're not the right person to ask this Where, question. No, look, I am Why do you do aware appreciate that Jamie's sexy? I appreciate that Jamie is very sexy. Even I look at him and go, well, give it a whirl. Yeah. But you're, I don't... Yeah, not so much the bookish one. No, but I think he does... He does. He makes He's him attractive. Bo- yes. And let's leave it there. Okay, Let's cool. not get into a discussion with a lesbian about what is <laughs> and what isn't attractive or what is sexually alluring about a man... We will come unstuck, in, in, <laughs> so to speak. In, so to speak. So, so anyway, he he obviously takes a shine immediately to Brianna, who's Jamie's and Claire's who daughter. It's hot. You see, yeah, but again, no, I'm a straight woman. It's not. But in a way that is like, well, she's eleven, so not in my, not for me. But she's a, a she's beautiful. Not eleven. She's a, she's well, meant to be sixteen or I something. Know, whatever. No, she's not. Oh, she's, she's twenty. 20. She must 20. be twenty. Yeah, she's twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Anyway, but she's young. And Claire, can I just say, Claire, who's meant to be in her mid-40s. Oh, my God. Aging. Hilarious. Hilarious. I mean, you know what? In 20 years twenty years ago, I had a lot less grey hair and I was about four stone lighter. Claire's just got about three strands of grey hair. And, and that's, that's it. That's it. That's and the wears, only indicator. And wears glasses when she's driving. The only indicator. Oh, the glasses. I hope she takes those with her. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. That's crazy. I mean, that's the first thing I put in one of my bazillion pockets is my glasses. Anyway... Claire, with no discernible uh, aging, aging or any, or, <laughs> I mean, all she's got is like a slightly weird haircut, which is, is of its time. Yeah, but it, and, and about, also four, like about four grey hairs. Yeah, four grey hairs are the only indicator that she's aged. <laughs> they haven't put any wrinkles on her face. There's been not even, you know, like on your neck where it gets a little starts to get a little bit. You look at my neck. No, well, you don't have anything. But I was looking. at... Mine. That's, a, got, that's a chance of being chubby. See, it's, see, it's stretch, this, the wrinkles stretch out. Oh well, I've got this little collection of like. Skin just mm. under my chin, uh, which suggests age is approaching. Um, <laughs> and so basically, sorry, <laughs> Warren's pretending like she didn't see it. It was like, yeah, I saw that. Anyway, so so yeah, so and they decide to stay, don't they? Um, in, in, yes. So they they've gone to Scotland. Why? Well, because they were visiting in England, and then the, the Reverend died, so they went up to the funeral. Right. That's so it's just right. by chance, apparently, that they've gone up there. And Claire, the thing with Claire is that you notice that she's basically half dead. I mean, like, she's not the woman that we know. She's just kind of this outer shell. There's like, she's like the inners, the inside of her is missing, I think. Yes, she's, she's not. 
She's not. She's not half a person. I think. Yeah. She's dead since since she, not well, being with Jamie. There's no plans happen at all. Not a single plan without Jamie. She's planless, and that's <laughs> and that is isn't it. <laughs> Constantly coming up with plans with Jamie, and post Jamie, she's got not a single plan in the head. She's just like kind of, she's like a walking Ottoman. Ottoman, I can't pronounce no, Ottoman. Um, Ottoman. She's. <laughs> it's a walking cupboard. <laughs> is that the only kind of Ottoman you know? Um, Maureen has gone off, taking us off on a tangent there. But yes, it's fair to say that Claire is heart, a shell of a woman. Shell of the woman that she was. Uh, but still looks great. Still looks great. And her and Brianna obviously have a bit of a because Brianna's a daddy's girl. Obviously have a bit of a bit of tension. Well, a the, tension. the distance in their relationship. So we see that mother and daughter aren't that close, and uh, we also see that Claire is curious about staying because um, with one offer about well, you could stay at the Reverend's she's, she's house there. by her son. She doesn't go. Uh, so, oh, we could, and yes, well, of course starts, we will. And she starts going, looking back, she goes to Lallybroch and... Um, she goes to Lallybroch. Brings of Jamie, he suddenly She goes appears. to the Battle of Culloden. She goes to, yeah, and, and, so, and then she says, finally says... Oh, no, oh, she, she does go to, to Culloden and she says, she talks about Brianna on the grave, to the grave, yeah. and then goes... How works on able to say this twenty years ago? Goodbye. So you looks like it looks like she's trying to move on. She's finally trying to move yeah, on. Yeah, she's trying to get some closure. But then saying that she gets that deed of Sadine, she, she gets a copy of the deed. She starts to look and dig about about for genealogy. Yes. She finds out that the chap, the the um the boy that who was Roger the, Roger, who was adopted by the Reverend, he we find out is a Mackenzie, a descendant, a descendant of Dougal, no less, a descendant of Dougal and uh, Gellis. Uh, but anyway, and we also later. We, we bump into Gellis, don't we? In her alter ego is Gillian Edwards, the radical Scottish nationalist. Yes, who looks. <laughs> That's the same woman. No, but I know it's the same woman, but they've they've very obviously done something to her face to make it look younger. Oh, have they? I didn't know. Yeah, her. so like when you look at her, what they've. I don't know what they've done it with, like, uh, uh, CGI <laughs> or something. <laughs> but whatever it is, can we get hold of the makeup artist to have... No, it's like... Oh, I don't notice she, that. Because she doesn't just look younger. She looks like she is a young woman. So it makes you it makes her look like she's had something done to her face. But uh, in a sort of animated way. Okay, and she's a I complete radical nationalist, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, Scottish nationalist, very, impa- very passionate... Uh, we also find look because we're jumping backwards and forwards here, but we also can't really remember how it goes. But. No, no, I, I can. So what happens is we have uh, it intercuts between Culloden and and it keeps coming back into Culloden. But if we let's let's not let's follow the story of, of, Claire. of Claire in the future. Okay, so it's 1968. She's in Scotland. She's in the Reverend's she house. Starts. She meets uh, the young guy Roger Wakefield. She, Roger Wakefield, who she finds out is connected to the Mackenzie clan. She goes out and finds out some information about. Trying to find out uh, what happened to Jamie afterwards. Mm. Where is he? We find out. Um, she goes. She sees the document that she signed to hand over the uh, Lallybroch. Lallybroch to his sister, to Jamie's, Jamie's sister, Jamie's Jamie's nephew, Jamie's nephew, so that it would stay with his sister and their family. Uh, and also, we see how clever Jamie is because he predated it. So it was before the. So they, he can't get taken away he, as, a, as, as a, a traitor. Yeah. So it happens before the the. the... Jamie's always thinking ahead. Yes. Yes, he's he's, He's very astute. He's a very astute, attractive, sexy, charismatic man, (laughs) Maureen. What more could you want? What more could you want? Well, for him to be real, I think. For him real, yeah. (laughs) For him to exist. That would be a start. Anyway. (laughs) So, (laughs) finally, she's admitted it. 
<laughs> it's going to be like therapy. Anyways, um, so 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 this oh, is all happening, and, and then they then the daughter and the, and Roger do research, and Brianna finds out. Da, 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 what does she find? She out? finds out that there's something happened when her parents came to uh, that part of Scotland, wherever they are. No, she finds out she was she's illegitimate. Doesn't she? Well, yes, she finds that out because, but not because she. Let's kind of we're going to okay. do it, Maureen. Right. Let's do, do this properly. Okay. She finds out that something happened, uh, and that thing is that her mum disappeared for three years and then appeared uh, back again, back again, disoriented and uh, in in rags or in weird clothes, pregnant. So she does the maths. She does the maths, and she's like, "Oh, hang on a second, Dad's not Dad. Who's Dad?" Is that why we're here? So that you can carry up and uh, start up this affair that you had with the man. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, and she, and goes, she goes, just because you were bored, you fucked somebody in Claire. Goes, oh, it was more it was than that. Fucking, it was the love, love of my life. life. And then she tells Brianna that her father is a 200-year-old Scottish Highlander. And she doesn't take it that well, to be honest. Do you know what? This is the first time I'm like, thank you. Finally, somebody's <laughs> responding to this as I would. Because everyone so far has gone... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. That seems to make sense to me that you've come from the future. Finally, somebody turns around and goes, what, is this some kind of weird fantasy? Are you mental? What's the matter with you? Why are you making all this stuff up? So Brianna is 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 representing Jen Brister here <laughs> and saying all the things that Jen Brister would say in the same instance. Like, probably the same kind of attitude. Probably the same attitude. And also we see, you feel kind of sorry for Claire because Brianna... Also says something really hurtful, like, you know... I wish you were dead, basically. Basically, I wish Dad hadn't died. I wish you'd died. I wish it had been yeah. you, which is pretty mean. Um, but we do say horrible things to our parents, don't we? That's what children are for. Um, can't wait for mine <laughs> to vocalise their disappointment. But anyway, um, so, yeah, so that's what happens. And then, Maureen, take me forward. <laughs> you can't remember. Because I can't remember. <laughs> Literally just watched it about an hour ago. Um, so anyway, she does. Uh, Brianna then eventually they calm down, and Brianna asks about Jamie Fraser, and she kind of tells so Brianna then, about Jamie. And then we go forward. So then we're going back. So so we're always going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards between Culloden and, and the thing with Culloden, it's where you know it's in the, Scotland it's going over a few days, obviously, and in, in, in Culloden it's, it's like it's very clearly it's that morning. So it's there's a lot of drop ten. The, Rack out the tension because it's like seven forty three or something and eight forty four and yeah you know it's just, everything's happening in that morning and we see that we're going back in time so if we go back in time this can only mean one thing and that is that Claire has a plan which she does and the plan is to Kill murder the prince Bonnie Prince Charlie with yellow jasmine she's still got some she's still got some she's still on the yellow jasmine and Jamie because he's Jamie goes okay. No, at first he doesn't because obviously he's a good Catholic boy at heart. Well, he doesn't hesitate much, Maureen. Yeah, well, he's you know he's got. He goes like this. He goes, "What you mean, kill our prince, our prince, the Stuart King of blah blah blah?" And uh, Claire goes, "Yes," and he goes, "Okay then." So, so they decide to kill the prince, but unfortunately for them, who should overhear the plan? Dougal, that bloody prick, Dougal is over. Is over listening? That's not even a word. is is listening in and overhears everything so he comes out and he's like calling he's furious he's furious and he's saying all kinds of horrible things about Claire and about Jamie calling them traitors and then he goes to kill them and he tries to kill them both that's a really good fight scene whoever choreographed that I I can't say the word choreographed (laughs) choreographed that if you know who did the choreography do let us know contact us on 555 (laughs) 
It's late. I'm losing the ball to live. I mean, it is. It's quarter. Is it quarter to eleven? At yeah. Night? Oh God. And it. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so no, anyway, whoever, whoever, whoever put the, the fights in together is what I'm trying to say. Did a very good job. It's very good. Um, so they have this massive fight. Um, you know, and it's very vicious, very, very rough. And then uh, Claire helps Jamie kill his uncle. But he does it by strangling. Doesn't Jamie sort of strangle him? No, they stab him. How could you get that? Miss that? No, because they do strangling. No. And then he forces a step. Oh, I think I can't remember. They do lots it's of strangling. Fuzzy. They do like biting. Oh, no, and then, no, no, Dougal no. strangles him. Yeah. You're right. So anyway, then Jamie basically puts his entire body weight on a knife. Which would, would, would I mean, it doesn't really need any help. I mean, yeah, he must see, be a big bloke. But yeah, and eventually Claire kind oh, of pushes his shoulder down, so he goes pushes it down, and they, they they kill Dougal. And there's a little bit of me that goes, oh, that's a bit of a shame. It's his uncle. And then there's the other bit of me that goes, oh, he's an idiot. And then Rupert catches him, and he's not happy, obviously. Well, this is the other thing. Rupert is loyal to Dougal, mm. and he's like, the f- wouldn't he immediately... Well, I suppose he's also f- friends with Jamie, and Jamie says, I oh, will look, and uh, give me an hour, and he he looks at his wife. He goes, look, basically, he's supposed to be telling Rupert he needs to get, make his, let his wife go to safety, and then he's going to hand himself in, and you know that Jamie would keep his word, so he knows. Oh, that's right, yeah. Jamie will come back. So we, we're heading we're heading towards some sort of... <sighs> look, Maureen's welling up. Just at the thought, <laughs> She's welling up just at the thought of this bit. It starts to get very emotional, and we see, well, that Jamie now realises that the only way out is to get Claire is for Claire to go to safety because his life is over. But he doesn't tell Claire straight away because he knows she'll put up a fight. So he, he, they start walking and then Claire goes, where are we going? And then he tells her and Claire's like, it is a very sweet scene when she goes, but I want to stay with you, you're my home. He goes, you're my home too. And then this is, this is kind of weird. He actually knows she's pregnant because he's been counting the, he counts, he knows the Oh God, he knows her menstrual cycle. I mean, this is just, a, I mean, even I don't know my menstrual cycle. <laughs> Is it, is it, I don't know, is it, every time my period arrives, it's a surprise. I'm like, oh, this again. But not Jamie. He's like, he's like, you're always on time and you've not been on time. I mean, when have you ever met a man that knows a woman's menstrual cycle? It's just, I mean, this is probably the most unrealistic thing of the entire Do you know show. What? He is more in touch with his women's needs than, as I said in my, in my, uh, Log for the last episode, uh, season three, then like a vegan hipster from Shoreditch, you know, who writes feminist in his Twitter handle. I it's... don't think vegan hipsters are necessarily, I don't think anyone that describes themselves as a hipster <laughs> would necessarily be in touch with anything other than their own egos, Maureen. <laughs> but anyway, so he knows she's, pre- and she's like, How do you know? Because they're in the middle of a war and he still kept track of her periods. I mean, he clearly wants a kid. Um, so anyway, he goes, you've got to go back. And she's When's like, he getting his period, for heaven's sake? <laughs> Jesus. Maybe their periods will get in sync. Big so anyway, girl's blouse. He basically, you know, you've got to get back for safety. You promised me. And Claire's... Anyway, they go off to the stones. And then this really long, tedious bit that I fast-forwarded that Maureen has watched over on umpteen times. Maureen, now your turn. Take over. No, it's, it's oh, honestly, they didn't have the big like in the book. They have a big romantic oh, scene which they it's cut. Romantic, yeah, but they cut the big romantic well, scene. Well, good because we can't. We haven't got all day more. I know, no, no, no. on TV, they've got to brush it up and keep I love you. attention. I love you, oh, but I love you. I love you so, so anyway, much. Jamie goes, you know, he's kind. Of, he tries to be a bit funny and he tries to be a bit sweet. Then they have a quick shag and then very quick. It's very quick. They isn't fit it in all in a minute and a half. And then you know, but anyways. 
and uh, in the mud. And uh, apparently, they, they were, they originally wanted Claire to be against the tree, and Katrina, Katrina Buff went, no, I'm not doing all the tree, against the tree. So anyway, that was a, by the by. Good for you, Katrina. And it's uncomfortable being having your back rubbed up against some bark. So anyway, and then uh, they say goodbye, and it's all very sad. And their hands come together, and they place their hands together... <laughs> Onto the stone, and just as the hand touches the stone, Maureen, what should happen? I can't remember. We cut back to the future. Back to the future, and um, we see. And, and and Claire has now found out about Gellis Duncan, and she wants to stop her from going. Well, she's Gillian Edwards at this point, but she wants us to stop her going back because she knows she gets burnt as a witch. But then she's worried that Roger won't exist if Gillian goes back. Yes. So when she finds out about um, Gillian. Uh, she, and she hears that she's off on some kind of jaunt. She immediately knows, oh, my God. She's going through the she's stones. She's going through the because she said she comes from 1968. It's 1968. This is happening. Maureen is absolutely right, tries to save her, but then, then goes, Maureen's right. I can't save her because... But then, because Roger won't exist, Roger goes, well, I won't evaporate. We've got to, we've got to help her if we can. Yeah, Roger's like... And then and then Brianna's Brianna's like, like, what the why, hell? Why are you encouraging her? He goes, but yeah, but if it doesn't work, then we know that she's... And she's also, left. he's like... She thinks it's true. So let's let's so let's, let's go with it. You, when someone's having a delusion, you don't tell them that they're having a delusion. You go with it. He does. It's very funny how he says that line. He goes, "Well, just watch Gillian. Oh, I don't know, crack her head against a granite stone. That is that is yeah, a funny line. Hit his head against granite. It, that is repeatedly a, he, hit her head against some granite. That is quite funny. So anyway, they go there, and um, it turns out Gillis has killed her husband because she thinks you've got to do a blood sacrifice. Can she I just say set her husband on fire? That is two men she's killed. It doesn't say much. It's, it's basically, I think, the message of this story is. Um, don't marry a Scottish nationalist because they seem a bit... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is this... Scottish nationalists, I'll be a bit... Hang on a minute. So she's she's killed her one husband in the past and now she's killed another husband oh. in 1968 and she does go through the granite so now they know that she's, that Claire's been telling the truth. Well, we don't... I think... I mean, we definitely know that her, her husband in the past was a Tory. So maybe the... Um, this one was... Well, she found drunk. out he voted blue and went, that's it. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> You're dead it's excessive. You're dead meat, mate. I don't believe in a democracy. It's a bit excessive. And then, uh, which is quite ironic that she sets him on fire, given what yeah, happens well, to well, her, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, later what on. What goes around comes around, I suppose. So um, anyway, Brianna, Brianna and, oh, good Lord. Brianna and uh, her boyfriend, who's Robert, Roger. Roger, I keep wanting to call him Robert. Anyway, Roger witnessed Brianna going, not Brianna. Gellis. Uh, Gellis going through the stone. And so they know that Claire's told the truth. But there'd be a bit of me that if I saw Gellis going through the stone, I'd go, well, where is she? She's not gone through the stone. I know that's what I do. And then you'd go, but you just saw her go through the stone. Yeah. And my brain would go, no, she's knit round the back. What is, come on. But yeah. Brianna goes, I, immediately, I believe you. And then she says something that kind of re- repeats what her father said. I, I no, would tell the truth that there won't be any more lies between us, which is exactly what Jamie had said to Claire at one point when she, after the witch trial. <coughs> right. You do remember these things after you've watched them 40 times. And yes. so um, Claire, uh, Claire and Roger then do a really shock news they tell they've been doing their own research and tell Claire what did they tell Claire Jen about Jamie he's alive he's alive James sorry I was I was like <laughs> is this a trick question <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's alive and Claire goes I have to go back. I have to go back and then it gets all sunny and, and then the there's music the, moon, uh, the moonlight there's moonlight and then and then there's light on on Claire's face looking beautiful oh looking ethereal and beautiful and not Forty something. Let me this tell you, there's nothing ethereal about either. Maureen and I look far from ethereal. I mean, she's four years older than me. And um, young. Yeah, yeah, let's not go there. All right, Maureen, you don't need to cough. It's, I, I'm acutely aware. 
Anyways, so that was the end of this. That's the end of season two. What did you? Think? Oh my god! What can we do? Some sort of. We should have some music that plays. Da, 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 da. No, you we can edit it later. Time. You can edit it later. Oh, oh yes, I could put like a little sting in there, couldn't I? What could yeah. I do? We'll find something. We'll, we'll find, find something. some kind of an effect. So, what do we think of season two? Well, <laughs> I can't even remember. <laughs> I mean, it's taken. It took me four months to watch a whole series. Um, let's just say that the first half took <laughs> took me rather a long time, but I steamed through the second bit. Uh, when I say the second bit, the last three episodes. Um, yes, I'm. It was. Good, gooder than I thought it would be mm-hmm. uh, from the start. Have to confession to make, Maureen. I was ready to completely drop out of Outlander. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to broach this with Maureen? <laughs> We've started this podcast. How am I going to tell her that I cannot watch any more of it? But I stuck with it and it was worth it. And it's worth it. It yeah. is worth it, Maureen. And, and as for you season did... three. Oh, season three. Ooh. Um, season yeah. three is brilliant. But yeah, season two, you're right. The French court thing, I mean, it was, it's slightly unfair because the, the production values were great, the actors were fantastic. I just don't think we were that interested in the story. And then, you know, as soon as I hit Scotland, got I'm back not to invested Scotland. in the story. Yeah. I wasn't invested in that story of them being in a French court trying to stop the, the, um, yeah. the Jacobite. I mean, also they've got no choice because that's how the story goes. And, I, and also I think they were... It was slightly off kilter because... Um, and all the Sandra Man and all these weird people. Jamie had, like in the book, Jamie doesn't have trauma, but they had to give him trauma. It gets sorted in, uh, in book one. Was it they couldn't do it for the season? For I think for the right reason. So they had to bring it into season two and that kind of unbalanced it somewhat. But I think that was... Uh, Let's just say I'm glad it's over. <laughs> it's all over. Season three is and great. And season three is walloping good... Uh, uh, and we've, we've lost some good actors. We lost, you know, uh, Dougal, the guy who played Dougal, was very good. We lost Dougal. Um, we lost Tobias. Yeah. No, he's, well, he's, he's kind of in season three, but not for long. Not for long. And, uh, yeah, it was very good. Uh, it's, uh, looking forward to doing season three. Oh, Maureen, can't wait. Can't wait. I mean, let's, you're, let's, let's end it. This has been long enough. 41 minutes. I mean, no one will have got to the end, will they? Mm-mm. Not really. No, not really. Not really. Okay. Okay, bye then. Bye. bye.